Before we get to the positive news, Tim, do you want to tell everyone about our spring drive? Yes, man. We decided to do a trash tag challenge at Wiley Post Park on March 14th, 2020. We are beyond excited. We did this last year. It went really well. And this year, not only is everybody that participated last year excited about it, we have more people coming that are wanting to volunteer. So if you want to volunteer, pay attention to our Facebook page. We will have more information to come. Absolutely. What time is it going to be, Tim? 9 a.m. Absolutely. And if you, you're not in Oklahoma City, but you want to help us give back, follow us on our Patreon. All that money is going to our community drives, and you can tell us what you want us to do for our summer drive. But let's get to the positive news. Uh, what's up, world? Welcome to the positive truth, uplifting, and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at The Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. I'm JP. That's Tim. Tim, how are you? I'm doing amazing, sir. How are you? Doing stupendous as always. If you're new to The Positive Truth, it's Wednesday, so we talk about six positive news stories to help you believe in the world around you. Before we get to those, make sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, and review. We've been growing every year. We really appreciate that. Help us spread our message of positivity. Five-star review helps us out so much, especially if you leave a a comment. We also have a Patreon, where if you follow us on Patreon, just a dollar, you can donate to our community drives, where quarterly we go out and we be a part of the positive news instead of just talking about it. On March 14th, we're going to clean up a park here in Oklahoma City. We also have a Facebook page, where we post all our positive news stories and more, and an Instagram, where you can see Tim's pretty face. But enough about us, more about the positive news. Tim, what do you got? Man, let's get it. My very first story is a super cool one. So this class ring from uh, Portland High School was lost in Portland, right? But it was recently found. <laughs> and check this out. It was lost in Portland in 1973. Whoa, whoa, what? 73? Um, yes, 1973 in Portland, right? Her name is Deborah McKenna. She's 63 years old now, right? And she lost the ring shortly after her boyfriend at the time had given it to her. Now, her boyfriend at the time later became her husband, who she dated all throughout high school, right? He left to college. Before he left, he gave her his ring. They ended up getting married in 1977. They remained together for 40 years. And then he passed away in 2017. But recently, in Finland, a man by the name of Marco, he's 38 years old. He's a metal worker. And he was using a metal detector in this forest city park, and he found the ring under 20 centimeters of soil. Now, he looked up the name on Facebook, right? Found the school, and he ended up finding out that the ring belonged to a man who graduated in 1973 and is now deceased. The school went to work, ended up finding out that, finding the wife, they contacted him, and she said, you know what, I've been so lost over this past year that my husband's been passed away. But finding this ring made me feel so good because it's like he's telling me to get my act together to get going with the rest of my life. And it made me feel like that all things are lost can be found. And I thought that story was so freaking awesome. It made me smile at the end for sure. It's the little things, man. That's super awesome. Heck yeah, man. The story is so crazy. There's one part that I didn't say that I'm going to say real quick. Um, The Morse High School, their mascot... I believe it is called 
the ship workers are ship builders. That's what it is. And the man who found the ring is actually a man who builds ships. It's wild, man. It's wild. This is a small world. <laughs> yeah, man. All the way in Finland. That is awesome. My first positive news story is kind of a tearjerker. It's about a, na- a lady named Natalie Riley. And four years ago, on Valentine's Day, she was in the hospital with her mom. Her mom was fighting cancer, but her mom never felt sorry for herself. So on Valentine's Day, all of her family members went up there to you know, help her feel better on Valentine's Day. She's like, you don't need to feel bad for me. We should go help others. So with Natalie, her and her mom wrote a bunch of thank you notes to first responders. They wrote about a hundred of them. And she's like, what I want you to do, instead of being in here being sad with me on Valentine's Day, I want you to go hand them out to first responders, police officers, EMTs, firefighters. I want you to do that all today. Don't feel sorry for me. So she did that. And they called it nothing but love notes. Her mother ended up passing away that year. And she's done it every year since. This year she wrote 20,000 thank you notes. And she goes out and hands them out in person. She drives around for about three hours, just hands them out randomly, hands them out to nurses and doctors in hospitals. And because she started doing this, other people, she lives in Buckeye, Arizona, have started doing it too. And it's turned into a movement. One woman's random act, random act of kindness has turned into an entire positive movement on Valentine's Day. I think it's super awesome, and I wanted to talk about it here. Dude, I love when positivity like turns into positivity. It's just a beautiful, beautiful circle. Absolutely. What do you got, Tim Tim? Man, my next story is a sports story. We don't talk about them anymore. <laughs> it's funny because that's all we were as kids, right? Just <laughs> sport heads. <laughs> Absolutely. That being said, man, I'm going to talk about a sport neither one of us played, but it's hockey. So there's this 42-year-old man, right? His name is David, and he's a Zamboni driver. Now, if you don't know what a Zamboni is, it's one of those big old like carts that uh you drive on ice like at ice skating rinks and stuff that smooths out the ice after people you know are skating in a circle after a while the ice gets all clunky and stuff so yeah he basically smooths out the ice for a living right and the other day he was called up saturday night man he was called up to play for a professional nhl team because the two goalies they were hurt so he got called up he was sitting in the stands watching the game with his wife and whenever the two goalies were hurt they called him up. He's sure, you know, I'll get out there and I'll play. The first two goals they shot on him, they the other team scored, right? And he said he was nervous. He was like, oh, crap, they made a mistake, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the game continued. And Ayers actually made the next eight stops to preserve the 6-3 to three win. <laughs> he won his very first professional game he's ever played at the age of 42 years old. It's one of those memories that he'll never forget. I have a short video that you guys can check out of some highlights and interview with him on our Facebook page at the Positive Truth Podcast. I love positive stories like this. We never get to talk about them because I don't see them that often, and this is one of a kind for sure. Okay, first off, I did play uh, street hockey for a few years. You didn't know that? What? (laughs) I am shook. Whenever I lost my my front two teeth, there's a picture of me playing in like – Roller roller blade. Blade. Yes, I remember this picture. I do. Oh my god. With the curly fro. So whenever this is gonna age me, MJ retired the first time in '93, and I was like, "Well, why should I play basketball?" And at the same time, Mighty Ducks Two had come out, 
and I was like, yo, I want to play hockey for real, for real. Like, there's a scene in Mighty Ducks 2 where he puts the puck up and he hits it and he goes up and down. And I thought you could really do that with the puck. I didn't realize it was special effects. Oh, I'm, uh, I'm crying over here. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He turned it sideways and yes, it's like, yeah. oh, man, I tried that so – oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, and I, to this day, I'm really good at, like, rollerblading and ice skating because – I did nothing but ride rollerblades. I didn't learn how to ride a bike until I was in like third grade because I would just do rollerblades. When MJ came back was whenever at school we would start playing basketball because where we, where me and Tim went to school, people would steal the rims off the goals. So we only had one goal that had a rim. Southside problems. <laughs> very much Southside problems. And so we had one rim and there was a couple of kids there Micah and uh, Cortez, and they were beating everybody. And I took my friend that never played before, and we started beating them every day. And that's when I started playing basketball again. And that's when MJ came back. Fun stories with JP. <laughs> oh, man. I loved it. I loved every second of that story. Now, back to the positive news story. I'm going to make it even better for Tim. Since I know you don't know this, but in hockey, since being a goaltender is odd, every home team has to provide a backup goalie. So the first goalie that the team brought in got hurt, and then in the game, the second goalie got hurt. So he was brought in to play goalie. So that's the equivalent of you going to like an NBA game, and they're like, oh, a couple of people are hurt. You have to guard LeBron. I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not ready to guard LeBron, Tim. He's a little bigger than you are. And then he went out and they were down um they were down 1-0 and then they scored those first two goals on him and they ended up winning the game 6-3. That's amazing. I, I whenever I saw the final score I was shook. I was like, "Man, how, how crazy would that be?" And I actually thought about like if the Thunder were like, "Hey Tim, we need you to play point guard for a game." And like just to score even 3 points would be a dream, man. To win a game, that's a whole another beast. Yeah, so that's just crazy impressive because there's so many, there's so few people that can be a goaltender in the NHL, and he was 42. So that's an absolutely awesome positive news story. Yes, sir. Before we get to our last three, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. So Tim, what are you grateful for today? Dude, I'm beyond grateful for my mom's rice and beans. She made some because her grandchildren were in town, and I kid you not, it reminded me of, like, kindergarten or something. I thought I was little Timmy sitting there eating dinner at the table. It was on point. Nothing like mom's home cooking. Do sabas. What about you, sir? Uh, I am, since we were just talking about sports, I'm grateful for mamba mentality. I've realized the older I get, the more I think like Kobe. Especially like at work, I'm like, come on, man! Like you got to pick it up. I'm just gonna tell you straight up front: we gotta stick together. If you don't want to pick it up, you gotta get out of here. I've been adapting the Mamba <laughs> mentality to my life. So yeah, shout out to the Mamba mentality. Shout out to Cobes. No argument from me, man. You have the closest Mamba mentality out of anybody I know. Oh, thanks, Tim. You should know more no people, problem. man. <laughs> man, trust me, I know a lot. You know, I know a lot. You got it, JP. You got it. <laughs> Um, my next positive news story is actually something my mom would really love. She always told me, if you're going to give back, make sure no one knows. 
And this is a story that embodies that. It's about a woman from, she was from Newcastle in New South Wales. Her name was Sheila Woodcock. And she died at the age of 87 in May of 2018. She never had any children. She just hung out with family and she worked at a nonprofit. No one knew she was rich. And when she died, when her will was being figured out, they were like, oh, she has $14 million. Oh, she's donating it to 15 charities that she helped with in her life. Some she was like hardly ever there for. And I just think it's incredibly awesome. One is a hospital, one's for diabetes, one's for like guide dogs, like help people that need help guide dogs, one's for helicopter safety, one's for a heart foundation. There's 15 of these. And they're like, we never even knew this lady. She would just come by with her friends sometimes and help out, never talked. She would do this for years and she's giving us $15 million. Super awesome. Shout out to her doing it the right way. Absolutely, man. That's wild. See, your mom told you that quote and I love that story. And the story definitely reminded me of that quote, but I always think of you whenever I hear about stories like this. <laughs> I know that's weird, but I think of you all the time. I was telling somebody, man, my boy JP always says, if you're going to do something, don't look for any type of recognition. Don't say anything. Just do it. <laughs> and that's awesome, man. I love that story. Shout out to moms. What do you got, Tim Tim? Facts, man. Well, my last story is a science is cool with the positive truth. And it is super cool because a South Afri African surgeon and his team at the University of, I hope I say this right, Pretoria, they just made history, man. And you know how they made history? By ah. successfully completing the world's first ever metal ear transplant by using 3D printed bones. Boom. So that's like a balance and a hearing thing, right? Exactly. So basically what's going on, there's a lot of people in the world that obviously are hearing that have hearing issues. And what happened is 3D printing has been huge over the past few years from replacing limbs to building houses. This team has been working with 3D printing technology for a little while now, and they figured out a way to create this bone and place it into a person's ear. So for example, this uh, surgery happened at Steve Biko Academic Hospital, and the person that had the surgery actually lost his hearing in an accident, in a car accident. So they had a, two, an out, a surgery that took less than two hours. They placed it in the man's ear, and it actually worked. This is the first time this has ever happened where it was actually successful and it's groundbreaking obviously now they can start testing this on more people that have been through some type of issue where they have their hearing impaired and they can try to fix it they truly believe that this is going to work and i'm actually happy about it because i know plenty of people that have lost their hearing or it's gotten worse over the years so if they can do something to help i'm with it 100 i am super jealous i didn't find this story and tim did this is Take that, world. <laughs> super awesome. This is groundbreaking, though, Tim. Think about how many soldiers go to war and you you get into a firefight and all that noise just permanently ruins your hearing. Or think about all the people people that have been listening to, listening to heads for our entire life and have ruined our hearing that way. Yeah, man, that's, and that's, 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 ground that's incredible. Facts, man. I'm going to share this article to our Facebook page as well at the Positive True Podcast so everybody can check it out just like yourself. Absolutely. So I also have a science and technology is cool with the positive truth. It's 
not from South Africa. It's from the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. And Michigan Engineering has, has teamed up with some doctors and a man, of, man named Lonnie Shea has created an EpiPen for spinal cords. So if you don't know what an EpiPen is, it's whenever essentially <laughs> you need help fast, it's a shock to the system. So what happens whenever you get a spine injury is the scar tissue basically makes you paralyzed because it goes in around your spine. What this EpiPen does is that if, you, if you've had a traumatic injury, before the scar tissue can get in there and, and, break, and make, make you paralyzed, what it does is you put the EpiPen into the spine, the scar tissue won't stay there, and surgeons go in there and make sure people are paralyzed anymore. Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. So, Talking yeah. about groundbreaking, man, that's wild. <laughs> groundbreaking with the Positive Truth Podcast. I thought my science and technology story was going to be good, but yours was pretty cool too. Dude, they were both amazing, man. No questions asked. <laughs> Hopefully everyone liked our positive news stories for today. We'll be back on Friday with our inspirational stories. Until then, Tim, do you have a quote quote? Absolutely. Work harder than you think you did yesterday. Quotes by Tim. Absolutely. We'll work harder on the next episode. Nah, not really. We work pretty hard regardless. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll be back then. Till then, we're out. Stay positive.